the round podcast. You got Matt and Tyler hanging out with you. What's up, everybody? And uh, Tyler, we got to tell our friends about our friends at Trailside CBD Emporium. Uh, our boy Andrew and his team, they're going to meet all your CBD, Delta 8, and hemp needs. Uh, they are, they're awesome. From oils and gummies to cartridges and flour, they've got you covered. And uh, Tyler, you've been enjoying some of the products lately. Yeah, man. really been enjoying. There's a CBD dietary supplement is what it's called. It's called Hugs. And uh, it's been helping me at night sleep. It's been helping curve off those late night munchies a little bit. Hey. So, you know, it's been really helping me out a lot. I highly recommend it. Been recommending it to everybody that I know that has sleep problems and everything like that. What have you been enjoying from it? I've been enjoying all the Delta 8 THC products. As people know, I enjoy getting my green on. And uh, the fact that I can do it legally, effectively, uh, it's awesome. So I've been enjoying the flour. I've been enjoying the cartridges. And, of course, those edibles. They're so tasty. And if you go on the TrailsideCBD.com, use promo code ITR at checkout, you will get 20% off your purchase and expedited free shipping. Our boy Andrew, he's taking care of y'all. Speaking of other great things, Tyler, we got a writer's round tomorrow night, my man. Hell yeah, we do. Over at uh, Live Oak on Demumbrian. We do. Uh, it's going to be awesome. This lineup, um, a big one. We got our friends Job Fortner and Ryan Nelson playing. We got Ashton Kraft on there. We've got our guests today, Miss Ella Langley playing. We got Joy Beth Taylor playing, Alex Maxwell. Dawson Edwards, 641, Jody Chapel, tons of people. So if you're in the Nashville area, come on out. Get there early. Six o'clock start. We're starting a little bit earlier to fit in with COVID restrictions and guidelines. So come on out, bring your mask, and have a great time. Yeah, and also with getting there early, make sure you get your seat because we're only running at 50% capacity right now. So limited capacity. Like Matt said, bring your mask, come out, enjoy some songs. All great people are going to be playing tomorrow night. Hell yeah, it's going to be going down. Now, our guest for today, a girl that we did not know until COVID started, a girl that we got to meet through playing kickball, and a fellow Alabama native for you, Boudreaux. Roll Tide. Hell yeah, she's awesome. I believe she's War Eagle, but we're going to get Roll into Tide it. Roll Tide anyways. <laughs> we're going to get into it right now. Now, without further ado, our interview with the lovely Miss Ella Langley. What is up, everyone? We have got with us now our good friend, a friend that we have made through the COVID process of 2020, and we met her on the kickball field. It's our girl, Miss Ella Langley. Ella, what up, what up? how are you doing? I'm doing great. See, this time of year is when the allergies are killing me. Like, <laughs> I just feel like shit. Nashville's is like the worst for allergies, too. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. True. Yeah. Like, well, actually, when I moved up here, my mom was like, oh, your allergies are going to be so much better living up there than Alabama. Uh. But, like, it hasn't. It's been so much worse. It's like, worse. I remember driving through parts of Alabama, like South Alabama, where I'm from, where you could literally see clouds of pollen from the pine trees. Yeah. And, like, this is still worse than that ever. But then it's, like, those, like, those type of trees that, like, the little white stuff comes off of them. Like, yeah. Isn't that dogwoods? Yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't have those up here, so I was like, my allergies are going to be better. Oh, oh, you're from, it's you're, you say you're from, you tell people you're from Montgomery, well, but I you're from a smaller small, town, yeah, right? Yeah, so I, I say uh, close to Montgomery just because um, no one knows where I'm actually from. It's called Hope Hole, like Hope Hole. Um, yeah, but it's like 15 minutes south of Montgomery. Okay, so Montgomery, I think, if, have I been to Montgomery with, with you and the boys, Tyler? You have, you've been through. I've been through it. So a spot where... We've talked about it on this podcast quite a bit. It was one of Tyler's first shows, I believe, with Gary and Charlie. With, with it was the like a guys. month after I got so, hired. So, Range, what is it? Two, Range 231, yeah. Yeah. How country is that place? Dude. <laughs> so, like, when I first started playing music, like, freshly 18, right? Um, all these guys that have been playing around Montgomery for forever, like, you know, the Wilson brothers and this guy named River Dan, you know, he's big around there. And, um, all these older dudes, you know, were kind of playing and I was the only girl playing. Plus I was 18 years old. Right when that place opened. So it was kind of like a, I kind of, you know, took over as like my older brothers in the industry. But as far as how country that place is, it is, is but I don't even know if country's the right word. I would I say call it like, redneck just top red, golf. yeah, it is. That's what everyone calls it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so wild. It's. Definitely some of my most wild stories thus far have come from that place. I remember, this is a good one from from my mom. She came to that concert. That was her first Muscadine show. And... Oh, God. God bless her. <laughs> I played that show, actually. Yeah. And she was sitting in a chair, and she was, like, trying to film. 
And she said all of a sudden her phone just disappeared out of her hand, and this girl next to her had just grabbed her phone, was raising it higher so it could get a better better the view. The people do not care. Yeah, and she was just like, what the hell? Like, didn't know the girl at all or yeah. anything. But, yeah, no, that it's was a, that was crazy. It's a weird environment for me. A lot of, like, people from high school go there. So it's like every time I attend, it's just kind of like a uh. high school reunion. But it's not <laughs> – yeah, it's terrible. But it's not like – the, your favorite people from high school is kind of the people that you're like, you know? So it's like half and half. <laughs> like, so I'm like, sometimes I'm like, what's up? And then sometimes I'm like, I'm going to go yeah, in the green room. No, it's like, yeah. the, you know, it's the people that you're like, oh, you're still alive. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's exactly so, what it's like. So coming from small town Alabama, what's that adjustment been like coming to Nashville? Like, Nashville's a city. To me, coming from New York, Nashville isn't like a huge city. Yeah. But I know for a lot of folks that are coming from these small towns, it's it's a pretty big jump for you guys. Well, uh, I, uh, well, I lived there, and then I moved to Auburn, which is a little bit bigger, it feels like, but not really because, like, you make your friend group. I guess it's not bigger. I don't know. I don't and know. then, I mean, it's bigger to me than whole yeah. whole, you know. Oh, yeah. And then uh, then moving to Nashville, it seemed really big at first, and then I kind of started, like, making friends and stuff, and then, like, going out and always seeing people, someone that I know, it doesn't seem as big. Like, I say that all the time when people ask me, like, what's it like living all the way in Nashville, you know? <laughs> They're like, you know, and I'm just like, it's really like, I don't know. It's kind of feels homey. If that makes yeah. any sense. I don't know. Yeah. And like so I mean, many people that live in Nashville also live outside of Nashville. Yeah. See, like we live in Hermitage. So. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all are, are in like one of the best spots. I freaking yeah. love Hermitage and I love just being on like the outskirts Except of town. Except for apparently our house. It's a hot spot for stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So real quick too, you said Auburn. Just to fuck with Boudreaux, can I get a War Damn Eagle? A War Damn Eagle. Hell yeah. Baby. I love I love I love when I, I just love the 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 Iron Bowl rivalry of yeah. Auburn and Alabama. Well, this year it's not going to be very good, but usually it's uh, yeah, usually it's more well, fun. Well, last year y'all gave them a real good. Last year you all obviously won that game. Yeah. This year, last it's, year they actually had a good team. Yeah. This yeah. year it's well, my my freshman year, um, I that my freshman year the Iron Bowl was at home, and the night before I got alcohol poisoning. What's your favorite bar in Auburn? Sky Bar. I Sky mean, Bar? Yeah, I mean, that's everyone's favorite bar. I mean, um, yeah, Sky Bar. I mean, it just has many different levels. Yeah, but, and uh, that and that college, that Southern college circuit is so big for a lot of you guys and girls coming up. Yeah. Um, was Auburn the first place that you were gigging as far as the college circuit? Yeah. Um, uh, I was just playing around Montgomery, and then I started, uh, I started out of this bar called Bourbon. Oh, Bourbon Street? Yeah. Okay. And uh, that that's how I got it. It was 65 South, too. Um, but I started playing there, and then um, I don't I don't even know how it led to other bars. I just somehow it, got it. It, it all becomes like stuff. a blur, I'm sure. Yeah, you, you, it does. Been, something yeah. I've noticed, too, just, just that maybe it's, maybe, maybe it's because the restrictions haven't been as heavy in, in the Deep South, but a lot of y'all haven't stopped gigging. Like, you got, like... I 20... have, but I know Clay, Clay is still, like, he's still playing, especially well, right Well, I'm now. just talking about, like, 2020 as a whole. Oh, yeah. Like, this year, yourself, Trey Lewis, Clay Barker, um, yeah. Justin Holt, there's a lot of you, you guys and girls that are just still going, and, mm. like, I don't know if it's just you guys have just this hunger for it, or just if, if the circuit's still open, or what it is. I, I mean, I just think, like, bar owners and stuff like that down there, like, they're like, we still need to make money, and we, you know, they still, I mean, especially in college bars like school doesn't stop you know so like they're not gonna they're gonna keep making money you know if they they uh you know shut down all the bars instead yeah, so. <laughs> yeah what's what's the floor bama like what you'd think it's like <laughs> about. yeah pretty much oh <laughs> uh, yeah me and uh me and joy beth played a show down there and i didn't feel drunk and neither did she but uh some videos were and <laughs> this guy, his name is Davis Nix. I met him uh, at Range 231 too, and he books down there. And uh, he's like my older brother, you know. And he was just like, he was obviously it's a thing. Everyone has gotten hammered on stage at the floor of Bama. I mean, yeah. you get tipped in alcohol pretty much. And uh, he was like, all right, so you've got two shows today. Let's uh, let's work on that, you know. Like, no one's mad, but everyone's just like, Whew. But, uh, yeah, because yeah, it's what? It's it's mostly covers. Those are what? Four, yeah, it's four, four hour, hours. So two four-hour gigs a day? Yeah, we did eight hours. But, dude, we made, I mean, you make great tips. And, like, what's cool about the Floribama is people are there to listen to live music. 
You know what I mean? Like, playing cover shows where, like, if you're playing covers and nobody's listening, that is what's humiliating. You're like, oh, my God, I hate my life, you know? Yeah. But then, like, um, at the floor of Bama, like, you play covers and then, like, you mix in your original stuff and then you, people, like, you know, and then they follow you around all weekend, too. Like, we had lots of people come back to, like, that came to our first shows that came to, like, other ones. And then that translates to the streaming numbers, which you've got a couple songs out. Yeah. I know you've got more. Every time I'm hanging out with, with your your kind of crew, it seems like you guys are writing so much that each week, like, say I pop over the house and we're hanging yeah. out having a fire, which this Saturday was awesome, by the way. We had a, <laughs> we had so a, we had a good old time. Um, but every week that I come and hang out with you guys, you all have new songs. And you're yeah. like, this is a new one I wrote this week. Like, you guys just, just continue to to keep it going mm. and stuff. Um, what was your first co-writing experience like in town? Or were you co-writing down in Alabama already? Uh, I wouldn't even, I mean, I didn't start writing until I really moved to Nashville. I mean, I wrote, but like, I, w- I had no idea what the heck I was doing. You know what I mean? So like, uh, when I first moved up here, uh, I did a co-write up here with a guy named, before I moved up here, his name is uh, Scotch Taylor, and he writes with Brent Cobb, Miranda Lambert. Nice. Um, and I met him at Range 231, too. I mean, kind of has made a lot of connections for me. And that was cool. I had no idea really how to ride still. I mean, th- I mean I, that dude really stuck it out, like, <laughs> trying to, uh, you know. But uh, really, my first write, co-write here with somebody I had no idea who they were and I was not friends with was Matt McKinney. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, me and Trey started to write a song. And he had to been telling me about Matt. He was like, you need to ride with Matt. You need to ride with Matt. And uh, so we start writing one of the guys. Um, me and Trey did, and then uh, he invited Matt over, and then Trey ended up getting dumped in the middle of our right. So Trey checks out, and then me and Matt like just kind of hung out and like wrote a good bit of the song. So hell yeah, it was cool. Old Skinny McKinney, yeah, we enjoy, we cl- we enjoy him. Yeah, we uh, we clicked automatically, and ever since, I mean, we love to ride together. Yeah, we what's good song. For people that don't know him, describe Trey Lewis, because he, to me, is, like, the ultimate, like, wild card, just just bundle of fun. He's got a swamp monkey in y'all's house. Like, I have a good yeah. swamp monkey. The swamp monkey him. is, like, the ass end of a deer, if you don't know what that is, <laughs> which I didn't know what it was, and I'm from Alabama. So, like, Same. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've never seen one. He just was like, look, this is my dad's, you know. <laughs> uh, Trey is, I mean, that's pretty much Trey, like. Just says whatever's on his mind. It, the best way to describe Trey is the drunkest sober person you've ever met. Yeah, if that makes any sense. He's truthful, one hundred percent of the time. Anything that comes to his brain, he's gonna say it. And like that's why like, I feel like everyone loves Trey. Like sometimes he's like, I really need to just like calm down what I'm saying. I'm like, no, I feel like that's why everyone loves Trey. Because yeah. like it's always, it's always funny for me too. Like I've been getting into this group now where Trey's calling me like eleven midnight, like oh, somewhere yeah, around there, and just like wanting to talk. And I'm like. At that time of night, if somebody's calling me, usually, like, something's wrong. Yeah. And so I'm, like, picking up the phone. and was like, what's up, bud? You good? And he's like, yeah, man. How about them Braves tonight? And I'm like, oh, okay. You're <laughs> usually just- he's driving back from yeah. somewhere. So yeah. he just wants to talk on the phone. Yeah. He, uh, he's very interesting. Like, that's the person I always ask about my outfits or whatever. Like, I'm like, do I, do I look fat in this? He's like, you can't, like, Joy Beth went up and asked him that one time. And he was like, you can't hide your fat or something like that. <laughs> And then uh, one time I remember I was uh, trying on swimsuits for Joy Beth's birthday party. First time, like, we really hung out. And I was, like, trying on different ones. And, like, I don't ask Clay because Clay's always going to be like, baby, you look amazing. Yeah. You know? But I asked Trey. And Trey was like, that one looks good. And then I tried on four different ones, as girls do. And Trey said, uh, just be fat and sassy. Come on. <laughs> 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 just be fat and sassy. So now that's a joke that we have. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it seems like you've got like these older brothers. Yeah, like, I really do. You, which yeah. is helpful in town. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's cool. Um, I like I said. I mean, I've always been friends with guys, you know, and it's just cool to especially be up here and kind of that transfer and have a even girls too. Like it's weird. Like even girls up here, I feel like I'm getting along with way more than I usually would because I feel like it's just my type of people. And especially like, I feel like in our friend group, like we're, we're slowly like getting new people in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's getting bigger and it just feels so family oriented. I mean, we talked about this the other night. It's just like, you know, a whole bunch of people that support each other to the nth degree. Yeah. And it's kind of been a silver lining of, mm-hmm. of this crazy shit year that has been 2020. Yeah. Like I would not have, have met you, I would not have met Mitch, I would not have met, like, a ton of the people that I hang out yeah. with now and talk to regularly, yeah. had it not been for us being off the road and looking for something to do on Tuesdays and going and playing kickball. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. funny how, how fun. that shit all kind of comes together. 
And and it's cool too. I mean, we're all we all like you know, especially you know, some of us are ride together too. Like we we bicker like brother and sister. Yeah. And the next day, it's like you want to go get lunch or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it really is it's like a family. It's it's weird and how it's happened. Is yeah. Such a and the whole group time. is growing together. Yeah. And, and a lot of y'all are playing the same kind of rounds. I know we've got you on our round. Uh, yeah. But when this episode drops, it'll be the following night. So you'll oh, really? be yeah. So it'll be um be next uh be next Tuesday or what would be tomorrow with when the episode drops since we're talking in the future and podcast world and all that shit. But um, how has that been for you? Pl- <laughs> how is how has that been for you playing writers rounds and stuff? Because you moved up here, what was it? A little over a year ago. All yeah, you, it's all been, you Alabama folks came. It was like up. a year ago in July, I think. Okay, so about a year and a half, yeah. or like a year and a quarter, however like, you want to count it. I mean, like I feel like we missed a big chunk with quarantine. You know what I mean? So I feel like technically I've really been up here for like a year. Yeah, kind of. But uh, as far as like playing rounds and stuff, um, it was really nerve wracking. So my very first round I played was revival. No shit. Yeah. That's not, that's the big first round to, yeah. to play. Yeah, well, uh, Davis Nix, uh, he uh, he lived up here at the time, and uh, he texted me, and he was like, hey, you want to come play Revival? I was like, uh. Like, had zero songs. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I've written, like, five, you know, seven songs that, like, I would show people in my life. And I was, like, sitting there having to play it, and it was nerve-wracking. But, yeah, it really threw me into playing rounds, and after that, I was just... Now it seems like you're playing at least one or two a week, yeah. and that's consistent of of this whole this whole crew that you've got. I mean, tonight you're playing one. I'm, you're, aren't you playing one later in the week too? Yeah, we're playing Thursday night. Room yeah, like it's Thursday. and that's the thing is that you're you're still going down to Bama, making your money, grinding your teeth, doing what you got to do down there, and then you're able to play as a writer in yeah. front of all these people and do all that. You're, you're well, che- that's what yeah. feeds me. You know what I mean? It's like. Um, Playing these cover shows can sometimes get so monotonous. And so, like, even though, like, it's fun, you're in front of a crowd that just want to, but they, they just want to hear something they can sing to at the end of the day. Yeah. I don't really, I mean, sometimes you get a few fans from that, you know what I mean? But, like, at the end of the day, they just want to hear something they can sing to and get drunk to. And half of them are too drunk to remember who you are. <laughs> and you know that going yeah. in. And my my look on it is I, this is how I make my money, and I'm making my money. I'm working on my um, stage presence. I'm getting tighter with my band. You know what I mean? And um, I look at it like that, and I do. I mean, I do walk away from every show with a couple fans, and that's worth it enough. But being able to come back here and write and play original music to people that actually care is kind of you know, what feeds me as an artist. Yeah. Now, when did um, the idea of you wanting to do music come into play? Like, when when was the, the moment that I want to be Ella Langley, the, I want to be up there singing country songs? Uh I've always sang. Like, it's always been something I love to do. You and a church, then, church singing in church girl? Oh, duh. I mean, that's how we all get started, <laughs> uh, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> Every person My grandpa the played South. the piano while I got up there and sang, you know, Hell three yeah. years old. But uh, um, I, I've always sang. I've always done it. And it, uh, it's weird. Like, it's always been something that I've, like, I never, like, thought, like, I want to do this. It's always been something like, oh, I'm going to do that. Like, it's never been in, like, I'm going to go be a vet or I'm going to go, you know, do this or this Have, or this. have you had other jobs in your life? No. Like, no. This has been the only job I've ever had. Really? Wow. So straight out of high school. Um, so I played sports year-round. I mean, okay. practice after school every day, so well, I couldn't ever have What was job. your best sport? What were you, like, this shit at? I mean, dancing isn't technically a sport. People get hurt in dancing. It's competitive. I mean, I, I played soccer, and I was decent at that, but okay. it's also a small AISA school, so if I went and played anywhere Where's else, I'd suck. At? Huh? Where'd you go to school at? It's called, it's well, it's called, <laughs> I say Hooper, but it, it is, I don't know, like it's it's H-O-O-P-E-R. So Hooper. Yeah, I'm laughing because yeah. Mitch is in but the you back. you say Hooper? I say, what? okay, I don't the, even the, the hell, The hell do you get Hooper out of that? I, it's a thing, uh, it's a thing, Mitch is laughing in the background right now, that's why I started laughing. But uh, it's a thing that when your parents went there, like a lot of my friends, like their parents went there and they all say Hooper. But if you just attend the school... You say Hooper. Like, I don't know. It's a big r- argument. So you you know you're an OG if you say Hooper. Yeah, Hooper, yeah. But, I, but I'm, I'm going to read it. I'm going to say Hooper. Yeah, you As is the rest of the it, world. Listen, yeah, next time we go down south, it's on the side of the interstate. Yeah, Like, it you is. can oh, see you, it. Oh, so you know, right? You know oh, what, yeah. what she's talking about. I mean, about. I know, like, whenever I see Hooper Academy, like, we're probably, what, 15, 20 minutes from Montgomery? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, I know, 15. like, that's a landmark that I'm like, all right, cool, I'm getting close to Montgomery. They, they yeah. got a Whataburger in Montgomery? No. No. Burning I think him. they're making one though. Really? I think they're getting one, right? Oh, they had. Oh, one. had one. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's I how I know 
places in Alabama is by where, like when we're going way down to South Alabama, like Mobile and all that stuff, where the Whataburgers are on the way back to Nashville. Yeah. Because Whataburger is a delicacy, and it, it's it's something that I like a lot. Maybe it's because I don't get to have it a lot. I, um, I didn't have a Whataburger until, like, honestly, a couple years ago for the first time. Really? After we played a show. In an unpopular opinion, I did not like it. Oh shit, Boudreaux. Which one did you have? Boudreaux about to go off. Well, it might have been a bad one. I've had there's a couple in because, Alabama that are just piss poor. Yeah, so I, I've had uh, the same Whataburger twice, and each time I didn't like it. Which so one maybe is I it? It's some. It's one of them in Birmingham. I don't know. We, south we, or north? We played. If it helps you, we did Zydeco that night. It's probably the south one, and it's trash. Okay, then that's why. Yeah. Like, I got a hamburger. I was super hype. I was really drunk, and I was like, "Here we go," and it was terrible. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, see, I've I like it. And the first time I was in there, I was pretty, I was pretty hazy. I was I was pretty yeah. stoned. And um, the guys were like, "You got to order the honey butter chicken biscuit." I couldn't. That was too many words to process. So I ordered the honey boo boo biscuit, and uh, that's what that's I call a, it to this day. Too. Oh, the honey boo boo. I call I call it honey boo boo. It's honey butter, but I say honey boo boo. HPCV. <laughs> Did you, I like how when I said the terrible line that Boudreaux just kind of sits up in his chair a little oh, bit. Yeah. Like, oh, he's like, flustered. them be fighting words. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that you can talk all the shit you want about, about the Tide, but the moment you talk about Whataburger negatively, <laughs> yeah, that, Boudreaux's ready to go. I, like, I, yeah. I was with him during the Georgia-Alabama game, literally barely like said anything for real. But like now, like as one fighting word comes across for Whataburger. Yeah, yeah the, that, was, that was great, by the way. And again, talking about... Talking about like the crew and whatever that that we've kind of all come into being a part of. Everybody's kind of like from everywhere. I mean, there yeah. are a lot of Alabama folks. Like in that one that one house that you live in. There's yeah, a I whole feel like everyone Alabama. from Alabama is in our house. And then like I feel like there's a lot of Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel then, bad for Trey. For Trey. He's an Alabama fan and a house full of Auburn fans. Trey could give two shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Trey, man. Like you know, he just. But yeah. Uh, we try, We always want to put up Clay's like Auburn stuff, and we just don't do it in respect. At least there's the respect, you know? <laughs> yeah. We don't really What's care. the first night in Nashville that you don't remember? Like your first night where you were like, you went out and you, oh, went, you went ham at the bars. <laughs> dude. Uh, so when I first moved here, I was 20. So I had to use a fake ID to get in everywhere. What state? What state was it for? You can say I it. I think it was Alabama. I think it was. Those I've had I've had a lot of fake IDs. Yeah. To be so me, me and Tyler used to catch a lot of them when we were working the door on Broadway. I used to catch like five to ten a night. And Alabama's a rare one. Not yeah. a lot of people try to fake. Do you, uh, well, it was real too. But oh, so it was a misrep. You were using yeah. someone else's. And, ID. and it didn't look like me at all. Um, but I somehow got it. Was in with it the it. Was it the face? Didn't it look like you? Was it saying it you was were like six well, the girl one? Looked like no, it, everything else was right. But the girl like looked kind of like she was cracked out a little bit. Like her neck was like super strained, and like her face, <laughs> she was smiling really hard. And like, like what? Do you remember like, the address on the ID? No, I didn't learn any of that. I never had to use it. But by the my first a uh, little off topic. My first fake ID is the weirdest name, and I'll never forget it. It was uh, I found it on the floor in a bar in Auburn, and I took it. And it the name was uh, Bianca Strange, and my dad saw that for the first time. It was like, <laughs> like I mean, you look like you look kind of like a Bianca. Oh jeez, thanks. Bianca. I don't know about I don't Bianca know. Strange. Yeah, I feel that, like that's Bianca. a stripper name to the core. Like they were like, what's it's the a weirdest stripper, name? It's a I Jerry Springer name. What, whatever. You know, yeah. I'm sure there's pl- the Strange uh, family exists in Alabama. I'm no, sure. but uh, the the worst the the worst. I think one of the worst hangovers I've ever had was Trey. You know, Trey. For everyone who doesn't know, Trey's been sober for like 13 years. I think now, yeah. 12, 13 years. Um, but he loves to get other people like as drunk as possible. As that do too. as as yeah. do I. It's yeah. it's a I don't know what it is about us being sober folks. I mean Trey is completely straight edge. I still yeah. dabble in some other some other recreational activities. Yeah. But yeah, we we enjoy no, like, seeing I, other people get I, I, fucked I've up. I've personally seen him, including myself, I've seen him do it to me. But like seen him personally get other people just like so trashed to where like they've got kicked out of a bar and Trey's just like accomplished you know what I mean <laughs> but uh no he went thank you for the warning yeah <laughs> I'm telling you dude if he picks you out at the beginning of the night like you have you can't he'll buy you a shot and without even asking you and you have to take it but uh I, we went to losers and he kept buying me tequila shots Oof. and that's what I shoot I, mean, I love tequila um that's what my band shoots and uh Dude, I got home and I mean, I just all night just threw up all night long. And then the next day it was one of those hangovers where you can't even like lift your head. 
And it was like, I had to cancel all my rights that day. Like, I had a round that night. I had to cancel it. Like, I just was like, that's how bad the hangover was. And Trey just came in the room the next morning, you know, no hangover, obviously, sober as can be. <laughs> just, how you feeling? You know, loud, just, you know, <laughs> always comes to my room and messes with me. So, lesson about Trey. Well, I'm looking forward to watching tomorrow night how many tequila shots he has because you're on a round with, on, on our round at Live Oak, it's you, yeah. JB, mm-hmm. Alex Maxwell, and Trey Lewis. I'm interested to see who Trey can get the drunkest out of you. Jay, probably Alex. I think you're right. I'm probably going to, Alex is probably going to have to carpool up with me or carpool Well, I, with I don't have any problem saying no to Trey. Like, I have zero problems being like, no, I'm not doing this. And he'd be like, he won't even ask me, come on. Like, he would just be like, okay. Like, because he knows, like, if I say no, like, I'm not doing it. But I can totally see, like, or JB. JB would be like, all right. Like, JB can be <laughs> trashed. And, and someone would be like, you want to take a shot? Like, and she'll be like, all right. Like, at the floor of Bama that night. It was just. <laughs> oh bad, boy yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow night now talking music uh, for you did you grow up listening to straight country no, I, I get a rock no. I get I get a rock vibe from no you. so uh, I mean I listen to country obviously all the you know classic greats and my dad put me on that but uh, my mom's from Michigan and she went she lived in New York for a while she went to Michigan. hey um, but um, she was like if he asked where I was from I'm like, yeah, that'd be the top question of the the podcast where my mom's from. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, so uh, she listened to a lot of stuff like, um, you know, Eddie Vedder and Peter, Paul, and Mary and stuff like that. And then uh, my dad loved a lot of, like, classic rock and stuff. And so, like, all that mixed together. And then I got on a huge classic rock kick, like, my, you know, junior to senior year. And then I've just been something I've done. I've, I've always played. And then the guys that I first I've, – the guys that I played my very first show with – are still the same guys I play with now. And they all love classic rock. And they've all, like, played that since they were younger. So what's, like, your go-to classic rock cover? If I show up to the floor of Bama and you're up there full band, or maybe maybe Range 231 or that one would of those the other place, spots. Yeah. Um, dude, I don't know. There's so many. My favorite one that we do right now is probably Pour Some Sugar on Me. I was going to say, I could totally see you rocking yeah. that. I, I love, I just, that's what I love to do. I love rocking out. And, you know, my bass player has a huge metal background, and my drummer okay. played in metal. That band. helps, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, like, every song, we rock it out to the nth degree. I love it, though. Have you had to do any Broadway gigs? No, I haven't. I, I haven't at all. Damn. I mean, I would, you know, if uh, sometimes I've been thinking about it lately, like, would I rather just stay in Nashville and, like, you know, play the Broadway gig or go all the way, but go all the way to a different state and drive hours and hours to well, go. Well, going get, all the know. way to a different state, I mean, it's something, and Tyler can definitely touch on this, too. You, if you market it right and you yeah. say, like, hey, I'm on the road, you're you're a touring artist out of Nashville yeah. at that point. Even if it's the same gigs in Alabama or Georgia, I mean, Tyler can tell you more about, about the Broadway experience and things like that. I mean, he know, he's worked with a lot more. I've bounced and... We're, we're we're not just watching the music when I'm checking IDs and doing all doing all that shit at yeah. the door, but like Broadway's a whole other animal. I don't think I'd ever do like the full band stuff there. Definitely wouldn't want to get in the circuit because just I don't think my voice could take that. Yeah, um, and I wouldn't want to do that to my voice. I think like you know maybe some acoustic stuff here and there. Fine, at least for tip wise, if I need some extra cash, you know, money's kind of tight with Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. So growing up in Alabama and. I, you can tell it. I mean, of course, you see Trey's Swamp Monkey when you walk in the door, but you've got like a buck mounted, so you're an outdoorsy kind of girl, huh? Yeah, I think I'm the only one in the house that actually hunts. Really? Yeah. You're in. A, you're, you live with three other three three other people from Alabama who all happen to be dudes, mm-hmm. and you're the one out there killing shit. That's yeah. mad respect. Thank you. Hell yeah! When uh, when did you start hunting and doing all that fun stuff? Because I know nothing about that. Uh, I mean, my dad put me in a tree stand as I could walk, pretty much like. I mean, I had an orange dragon on the ground behind me, behind, you know. <laughs> like, I was young. I've always done it. My bro- I have two brothers. I have a younger sister, but she's way younger than me. But growing up, I had two brothers, and neither of them really hunt. My dad tried to take both of them, and they just never took to it. And I was the only one, and he's a big hunter, so he just— he It does like, take something special for somebody to, like, go to the outdoors. And, you know, like, I've got family that— the first week of hunting season, they're taking off work. That's their vacation mm-hmm. every year, and they're just spending it in the woods. Yeah. You know, Thanksgiving, everybody comes to hunt. Christmas. It definitely can be an obsession in some Yeah. Ways. And it's also like a, I feel like some form of meditation, too. Yeah. Like not, I mean, it's obviously not every time you're going to go, you're going to kill something, especially and, in Alabama. Yeah, especially, <laughs> you <know? laughs> like, you know, being in the woods or even being on the water, 
you know, for me, like, I don't care if I kill or catch anything. Like, yeah, great if I do. But, like, it's just unplugging for a hot minute yeah. and just kind of, if nothing else, being with your own thoughts and actually yeah. being able to, like, just slow down the world. Yeah. You know. And it's always been something, like, it's, it's just been something like me and my dad have always done. You know, I mean, I always go with my dad. It's just, you know, I help him get hunting land ready. Usually I didn't this year, but, because, you know, never get to go home. But, uh uh, you know, it's just something that we've always done together, and it's a cool connection and uh, lots of really cool stories that I always have. So, yeah, yeah, that's a world. Unfortunately, I don't know anything about, but there's a lot of people. And I think there's starting to be bets about it of who can get um, the token Yankee Matt Brill his first deer. It'd be super funny. You should come with me, then I'll win. All right, see, Chad Bishop's has me has wanted me to go out with him. Tyler Chambers. I mean, hey, Gary's tried to get me on biggest, squirrels. Biggest thing. <laughs> Is load the gun for him. Yeah. yeah. I so Clay, Clay has never killed a deer before either. And uh, believe it or I, not, I haven't either. Well, I was like, "Do you want me to sit with you?" And he was just like, "I've got it." And then my dad was like, "You might need to sit." <laughs> my dad. Yeah, I would definitely need some instruction. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's fine. I mean, I've always handled rifles and stuff. I mean, I I've been sitting by myself with a rifle. How old since. were you when you took your first deer? Nine. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah. Freaking nine years old, and you're just out there. Was it a buck or was it a doe? It was a doe. It was a doe. But uh, I dropped it. I broke his back, and I dropped it. So I was pretty proud of that. But what, uh, what is it? What is it? So you dropped it, like so that. So it just you, fell, like it didn't. Oh, run. you didn't have to chase it. Yeah, it was super yeah. nice, and uh, it was. I mean, I killed a doe, but it took me a minute to kill a buck. But uh, I mean, then again, I live in Alabama, so they don't come. <laughs> don't come as easy. Have you wanted to get out hunting in Tennessee? I mean, yeah, but I mean, uh, I mean, really, unless I find a whole, like, you know, some people that want to take me. Uh, I f- uh, side note on this, I feel like my dad's number one goal for me to do music, other than like, you know, being able to do what I love to do, is for me to somehow get on one of his hunting shows and uh, take him hunting on one of those. That's like something he's always wanted me well, to do. We we know some guys that have hunting shows, so we will we will say yeah. we I, I, that would be badass. Oh, he he just wants me He'd crush it. You know the, they always have like an artist. Sometimes they have an artist going there and they sing like the theme song for one episode yeah. or something like. <laughs> since I was a little kid, my dad's like, "You think you could do that?" You know. <laughs> Random question, but uh, favorite TV show growing up? I know they're completely out of left field. Favorite TV show? Yeah, probably SpongeBob. SpongeBob as a kid. SpongeBob or like Drake and Josh or something. Drake like that. and Josh was the shit. Such an I underrated. I sing that in my set list Matt. now. What? What's yours? Mine. Um, I liked Ed and Eddie, which I think I explains all my ridiculous antics and stuff. Cartoon Network, like Ed and Eddie, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, like, dude, I love Courage the Cowardly. No, nobody likes that show. They say it scared them, but I think that was the shit. Heavy, I love yeah, it. Yeah, see, I, I couldn't I, watch it. I love. That's what I'm saying. I like, loved it. Like, Maybe, I legit like would like. But my favorite show was Scooby Doo, and I would get oh, scared on that too. Though. <laughs> like Zombie Island, yeah. that stuff still can like get you. <laughs> Maybe that's probably get along so well. Maybe we have some like screwed up shit in our head. Yeah, you know? probably. Like Cat Dog was another one that oh, was yeah. like dark. Actually, I mean, and fun. but if you go back and watch those shows, like if you know you're a little under yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. you go back oh, and watch yeah. those shows, you're it? like, man, this is weird. Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, dude, that one's dude. that uh, one's messed Baboon. Up too. Did y'all ever? Do you remember that? No ba- one seems to remember baboon. that. It's, it baboon. That it came up. on right after Cat Dog. I'm gonna look that. Up. I probably remember ba- it. But it was I'm so probably... weird. It was so weird. Did you watch that, Mitch? So weird. The one, the one that really creeped me out the most as a kid came on right after Barney. I was a young kid, very young. Barney, but was Teletubbies. <laughs> dude, dude, I love those. Pinky Winky was my shit. I listen, love Teletubbies. Listen, Teletubbies freaked me out. My mom knew whenever Barney was ending that she had about ten seconds to change the TV before Teletubbies appeared, and I went ballistic. <laughs> I hated those things. Those things creeped me the frick out. Oh, I am Weasel. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I am Weasel. Yeah, it 90. was weird. It was weird, man. Yeah, it was a Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network had all kinds of interesting shit. Dexter, I loved it. Dexter was yeah. cool. You know where Cartoon Our- Network's at, right? Atlanta. What? Oh, it's in Atlanta. Oh. It's a Turner show. They, they, okay. Yeah, they Turner used to. Channel. They used to have a Cartoon Network part of the Atlanta Braves stadium. I mean, like as a kid, you could go through and like see like the Cartoon Network characters and That's all. Cool. Yeah, That's cool. That'd be so down. Me and Alex always have a competition on who knows more SpongeBob facts. And uh, the other night he was sitting there, uh, started singing SpongeBob when no one was listening. Uh, one of the songs that was on it, and then I sang like the first verse, and he like looked at me and he was like, "Holy shit!" 
The SpongeBob video game was pretty good too. Like I used to play. I played a lot of video games as a kid. I was homeschooled for a little while. Okay. So I was so. Did you see where uh, Max Freed on Game Seven wore in like the uh, SpongeBob in the stadium? No, that's awesome. He had a shirt and it was like SpongeBob at the stadium. Oh, that's pretty cool. That what um. What video games were you playing? Were you a PlayStation? No, we, so we had the original Nintendo. Oh, so like the NES? Like, or like uh, the 64? Uh, Nintendo 64. Okay. So it's not the original, but it's like the black one. Yeah. So, so we had the black one, and we played, so we, I mean, we still have it. We got it out at Christmas time. All my, me and my brothers did and just sat down and played all the old games. It was really cool. But um, yeah, we played Nintendo, and then we had the Game Boys, like the original Game Boys. Yeah. I think like, like the, the, not the original ones, like the square ones. Yeah. Game that Boy had like Advance. the little screen. Yeah. yeah game, the Game Boy tiny SP. Screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we went from that. I had a lime green one. That was my shit. Lime green. That's got that's it got some really personality cool. to it. Uh, I don't yeah, remember them lime green yeah. ones. You were <laughs> yeah. Mario, Mario Kart girl? Oh, yeah. Mario? Wait, yeah, yeah. Mario. I say Mario. Mario. All right, I just want to say he it's not Mario. Tyler. I yeah, said his name I say, he name says Mario. In the game. <laughs> it's a me, a Mario. <laughs> I went to high school with about 10 people that had that name. Every single one of them would say Mario. Maybe it's because they single didn't one of them Mario is wrong. Maybe it's because they didn't want to be like associated as like Mario and they didn't want to be fucked with so much. Like I knew some Marios. I knew some Luigis. But like, I mean. I would say like the guy that we, uh, that cooked for us every Monday when I was in Connecticut was an Italian dude and he was Mario and he has Mario's pizzeria and he would freaking cook for us like home cooked meals every time and that was my first real introduction like real Italian food but yeah up there like it was all Mario my half my family like my uh, my dad's mom's saw whole side of the family's Italian yeah you look like I was very I surprised to learn you were from Alabama because you look very northeastern like very yeah. Italian yeah I have a lot of Italian in me so I've always eaten good. We got to get you on that on that pasta. We got to do I, uh, a pasta I dinner. I make some really good pastas. I introduced. Speaking of this weekend, after the party, I introduced Nick to uh, our favorite place, Salvos. Oh yeah, Salvos. After got, the party. Well, yeah. the, next the, morning, the next morning. The next morning. The next morning. Oh, he was. We had we had a good time. We had a that good. That was fun. I love yeah. being. A, I love hosting parties. Like, I'm a huge fan of it. Like, I love having people at my house. What are you going to be for Halloween? Okay, as we're having the Halloween party. Yes. Shout out. Um, well, we won't put the address, but. <laughs> Mitch hey, Mitch, we're having there. a Halloween party. Yeah, Mitch. Hey, Mitch. <laughs> uh, we got to hide the creek water this time. Yes, um, yeah. Lock please, it up. Have the, swamp, have, have the swamp monkey guard it. It's on theme. I was going to be like, Trey, put that back in your room. But then I was like, it's kind of on theme for Halloween. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I really, uh, what me and Clay had thought about it last Halloween is uh, he, we love the movie Nacho Libre. Ooh. And so he wants to be Nach. Uh, he wants to be Nacho, and I'm gonna be the uh, nun. I oh, think you guys would rock that costume. Because like cool. Clay, like he's gonna actually like shave a mustache and like, <laughs> and then uh, I think it'd be really funny. I'm stoked for that. I'm stoked to see Clay with a mustache. Yeah, I mean he's also gonna have to wear like really tight white pants. So, like, you know, what I think Matt should be. Huh? Have you saw the new Adam Sandler, the Uncut Gems? The Halloween movie? Or no, whatever? no, not the Halloween movie. The one with like Kevin Garnett and all in uh-huh. it. He should be the guy. He should be like an Adam Sandler character. I thought about, there were years where I wanted to dress up as like a Hasidic or like an Orthodox Jew, and I had friends that did it in high school, and they got sent home, and it was like, whole ordeal. Well, I won't send you home. It's all right. I know you won't send me <laughs> home. I'm, I'm the one who's got to drive everybody else That's home. I'm true. the OGDD. But, uh, um, I can do really, I'm really, really good at FX makeup. Like, I have a weird talent for that. Like, like the blood and like. Yeah, I'm trying uh, to figure out what to do. So me and Maxwell, we were gonna do like OG, like Italian kind of like get the Adidas tracksuit, like wife beater and the chain. Sounds like something we, Alex would do. We were gonna do that, but we went to all the the gems of Nashville to find cheap shit, the uh-huh. cheap places that would have Adidas tracksuits. We hit every fucking bargain hunt. We hit Dude, the Goodwill. Do you know where you should go? We hit Music City Thrift, and we couldn't find anything. Uh, we uh that. The the thrift store we were talking about from Saturday, the the the, the uh, like outdoor like type of thrift store that they do, they had all kinds of track suits there. Where's that at? I don't know. I forgot where it was because I didn't drive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't pay attention to yeah, where. Yeah, so we're trying to figure that. Out. I mean, I I think. What are you gonna do for Halloween? You gonna do combs again? I I have no idea. I haven't thought about it. What night's Halloween on? It's thirty first. Yeah, it's on a Saturday night. It's so on a Saturday. Wild. I Dude. might not be able to make the party because I got to be up early on Sundays. <laughs> oh, now, it's so. gonna be wild. Well, Why? At work. 
Yeah, he's yeah. We'll we'll make we'll we'll, we'll we will. I might make that, a slight appearance, but it won't be a late. That ho- this ho- the Halloween part is going to be nuts. It's oh, gonna I can't be, wait. It's going to be wild, and I'm excited to see what Trey Bonner's going to do. I bet you he's going to be shirtless. Duh. No, and Trey Bonner. It's Trey Bonner. <laughs> I made I made a very uh, I made a point with Clay. I was like, you may never schedule a, a gig on Halloween unless it's like huge. You Is know? that like your favorite holiday? Yes. I, when he the last two years we've been together, he had a gig on Halloween, and it really pissed me off. Like I don't care about <laughs> you, New you Year's. You hear that, Mitch? Yeah, no, like, no Clay Barker shows. On yeah, Halloween. like he had to tell Mitch, like put it in the calendar, like no show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He he uh he booked a gig on my birthday the first year we were together, which was like a huge like wow, you know. But I was way more pissed about Halloween. <laughs> like I was way now, more. Now what mad. is it about Halloween? Is it is, I it, don't the, know. is it the dressing up it. and the and probably. the makeup? Probably. Candy. Yeah. What's what's your go to candy? Know. Uh, I don't know. I have, I have a huge sweet tooth. Like yeah, so I eat if, more candy than so the if, average so person. So so if you're out there trick or treating as a kid through through um through Alabama. You guys trick or treat in Alabama, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we used a we used a trailer. Use yeah, a trailer? Say, we put a trailer with hay in it, and then you put all the kids <laughs> behind a truck. And you just go through the town. And then you just go through because everything's the so spaced out. Yeah, that... like so, like you can't, um, like I don't, I didn't live in a neighborhood, so it would take me like an hour to go through like four houses. <laughs> Damn. So like they would just take it to like my what, uncle's. What was the candy that you roll up and you see it in the bowl and you're like, oh man, it's about to go down. Like you're you're stoked to see a certain candy. For me, it was Butterfinger, and then in my old Ew. age at 25, I've grown into Heath bars. Something about that English my mom toffee. Loves Heath bars. Uh, I don't. I didn't really like chocolate as a kid, and I was so weird. Were you a Skittles girl? Were you a Starburst? Yeah, like I like stuff like that. Like I was a huge Skittles girl. Yeah, Skittles. I really loved gum. Like any type of sucker with gum in it, loved it. Um, any type of sucker in general, loved it. Um, sweet candy like that, like chocolate, like sweet tarts. Yeah, like anything like that. We'd always uh. Uh, me and all my siblings would sit down and like pour out all of our candy, organize all the candy to the exact same things, and then trade. Whoever yeah. like uh, trading trading on Halloween was a big thing. Yeah, there's, I loved there's, it. It's, the trading of Halloween candy is bigger than the trade deadline in like baseball or basketball yeah. or football. See, I always had an advantage because I hate Tootsie Rolls. I hate to, who likes Tootsie Rolls. I don't know, but all my friends did, and they hated like Three Musketeers, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> so. We trade it all I mean, the time. Tootsie Roll's just like a classic candy. I only eat it around Halloween. No, no. That's what happens. It it's gets stuck classic. to the roof of your mouth. It, yeah, you like okay, a, but sugar daddies get stuck to the root to in your mouth like on your either. teeth. But I do like sugar daddies. For for a lot I gotta say, for and a lot of people don't know this. For a large man, he's one of the pickiest eaters I have ever met. Not so more than not, that man sitting right there. I don't there. know who's pickier, oh, him, or, dude, him or Mitchell. I don't know we'll who's We'll have a competition one day. Clay, Clay, Clay was really picky when I first met him, but I did not let him be picky. What? What? Well, I know he doesn't eat noodles. Any type of which pasta. Is any, crazy. any type of pasta. Uh, he didn't eat anything. And like, he's dating an Italian girl whose family probably well, like has Italian dad's, cooking. Like my dad, is, my dad's biggest pet peeve is picky eaters. Like my the like. Biggest pet peeve. And then you bring him a guy who yeah, don't so hunt I was like, so uh, the first night we ate <laughs> the first night we ate dinner together, he my dad made sauteed mushrooms and oh, like steak and stuff. So good. And uh, uh, I loved that type of stuff, but I knew when Clay put that on his plate and like squash, right? Like like Southern made like buttery squash. Yeah, the good stuff. And I was like, you you, you have to put everything on your plate in my house. Like you have to try everything. And like my friends always come over, and my dad's like, hey. I know you just ate a huge dinner, but, like, eat another dinner at my house. You know what I mean? Like, if we made dinner, you have to sit down and eat. Yeah. And Clay, uh, Clay had to eat a sautéed up mushroom in front of my dad, which was really entertaining. Like, their first time they met. How did, did he, like, dissect it and, like, try to figure no, out a way to No, he just put it, it, he just ate it. He just went for it. He just went for it and <laughs> put it in his mouth, and I get to see his eyes just start watering. Just, like, please. I, I love it. I love it. I love you two guys together. Like, yeah. you know, good freaking people. That whole Alabama house, good people, you know? And I'm glad I got to share some bagels with you guys, too. Oh, the bagels. I know the bagels I told my mom about there. that, and she was so pumped. Dude, she was like, nothing's better. My bagels ended up on top of a toaster, and somebody used the toaster and the plastic melted the bagels and I literally cried. Oh no! I had two left. When when uh, <laughs> whenever I, I really bad. That, I was uh, sad. <laughs> I was looking forward to. It was my morning that I had to be up at like four a.m. too. So like I'm up at you four a.m. that night and you're like I can't wait. To I'm like I'm gonna eat morning. a bagel in the morning. I'm gonna wake up at four a.m. Not snooze till five o'clock. And like I actually woke up and like went down there and got the butter out, got the knife, got it all ready, and like l- went to open the plastic container they're in and literally like 
it was melted together, and I was like, just, just and there was moisture of, in the bag, just pieces of it was salt. molded already, he and eats, I was like, mother. See, he eats the salt bagels. He takes the we we call we it it. Sometimes I'll do it at a deli, but usually not. You get a bagel, it's covered in salt, and you just put butter on it, and it's good. I don't like cream cheese, so I like the salt. I used to eat yeah. butter on my bag on my bagels. <laughs> <laughs> you guys even have bagels in Alabama? Uh, yeah, at the uh, grocery store. Kroger's or what? What? What's we didn't store? have Kroger. You guys have Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, we do. But uh, Win Dixie. Win Dixie. Uh, okay. Publix. Publix. Okay. It was See, funny. Nick was Publix in town I this like. week. Nick was in town this weekend, and we went by Kroger. And he goes, "What the hell's a Kroger?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, Kroger I forgot we don't have those." I had home. a Kroger in Auburn. That's where I first. Yeah. That's where I like first fell in love with Kroger because it's like a late. Uh, it's not as expensive as Publix, but it's kind of like Publix. But Publix. Win Dixie, dude. You don't want to get produce at Win Dixie. No, like, it's bad. But Publix is great. Publix is is the be- is worth the the um the higher prices. Publix is awesome. I like oh, Publix. Publix is great. I, I like went Publix to Trader Joe's for their first time. What'd you think of that? Oh that's my something god, I, that's something we had more up Dude, north. Dude, it was awesome. I, I took Clay there, and like we went through every aisle and just like dissected things, and I was just like, <laughs> it's so, super fun. Fun fact: I used to be a meat man at a Piggly Wiggly in Alabama. No way. Yeah. And I can say without a doubt that Piggly Wiggly meats you're talking about Win Dixie are completely great. Really? Yeah, like they're. I wouldn't say. I mean, I've we've definitely gotten. I mean, it's the closest grocery store to my house within like twenty twenty five minutes. Like yeah. we definitely go there if in a, you know if we didn't have time to go yeah, during I, the week. I want to go to a Piggly Wiggly at some point. I still haven't been in the name for me. Just I I just want to be like, hey, I'm in a Piggly Wiggly. Also, like, it's, it's a great thing for cool. us because we're so close to the Florida line. You just cross over the Florida line to get groceries, and it's tax free. Oh yeah, yeah I'm literally that, like ten minutes from Florida. Yeah, he's he's in that south, that deep South Alabama, that that hurricane area. So talking about now wrapping up with 2020, what have we got planned for the rest of this year? We got more music coming out. What's what's going uh, on in the world of Ella Langley? I was gonna put out more music, but I have decided. I think I'm just gonna keep writing and demoing and trying to figure out a little bit more of who I am as an artist. You know, I have time. I'm only 21 years old. Yeah, you know, you're, I get in a huge rush sometimes. Yeah, you're you're very young to be, yeah. to be getting into this, and, and you're off to a pretty good start, <laughs> I would say. You're, you're... Uh, you know, I just, I've always worked hard, and, and uh, I, I've really busted my tail doing this job since I started it, and sometimes I get in a rush, and sometimes I'm like, I'm not doing what I need to be doing, and I'm actually doing exactly what I need to be doing. I'm, I'm up here making relationships and friendships and um, making a name for myself and playing rounds and writing songs, you know, and so uh, next year, what I want to do is just kind of rapid fire, put stuff out and okay. be super sure of like what kind of artist I want to be. Because with so many different backgrounds, it gets confusing sometimes, yeah. you know, and it's like I, I, I'll, I can write any type of music and uh, it flows out of me different every time. So I'm really kind of trying to narrow that down. And yeah, just... yeah, no. And now that you've been in town for a while, like you mm-hmm. said, it's not really... It's been like almost a year and a half, but it doesn't yeah. feel like a year and a half because of 2020. Mm-hmm. So with all the craziness, but like it takes a little while to figure out like who you're, who you're, who the best people are for you to write the songs with. Right. You know? And too, like I kind of, the way I look at this job is if, you know, I'm not, I have time. I have so much time, like I said, and I'm not trying to build my career off of a foundation that's, you know, have, has cracks in it. I want to have a very steady foundation and I want my career to last. So that's why I'm kind of taking my time and going about things the right way and taking a lot of people's advice that are older than me and have been through this and have been in this town for a while and, you know, not trying to rush it. You know what I mean? I have, I don't want to, you know, if I get in something that it's not right for me at the time, then it's not going to be right for me. You know? Hell yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, are you, one last question. Are you big on Twitter? No. No? Okay. We, what we usually do, so Tyler's got a whole bunch of Twitter trolls, and we like to roast people on drunk tweets, but mm-hmm. if you don't have drunk tweets, I guess that's a good thing. So. Yeah. I try, not, I try to keep my drunk <laughs> tweets to myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good thing. But um, but anyway, where can people find you on uh, the social medias and all that fun stuff? Just uh, Ella Langley Music, pretty much everywhere. And uh, what? Um, so we always wrap this up too with our guest playing a song. What song you want to play for us today? Let's do "Miss You." Okay, what's the story behind that one? Uh, I wrote it with Joy Beth. Um, we started it at Losers, pretty intoxicated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we wrote half of it on a napkin, actually. Um, but the idea is uh, kind of like forgot what it's like to miss you. Kind of being able to that person that's been stuck in your brain and has been keeping you from doing the things you want to do and be the person you are. 
you know, you forgot. You, you played this the other night around yeah. the fire. Yeah. yeah, this is one of my favorite freaking songs. Oh, this is the one I was going to put out, but I think I'm holding on to it. All right, nothing wrong with holding on to yeah. it. Well, y'all will get to hear it right now. Thank you, uh, Boudreaux, another one in the books. Hell yeah. And uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been the In The Round Podcast. Real quick shout out to our friends at Whale Tail Media. Up and coming artists, you're getting married, you need photos. Whale Tail, they can do it all. And also shout out again to our friends at Trailside CBD Emporium. Use that promo code ITR. 20% off your order. Get stoned legally and have a good time with our friends at Trailside CBD. Now without further ado, it's our girl Ella Langley with Miss You. Y'all have been listening to the In The Round Podcast. Thought you'd be the one to hang on tight. The highs and lows you take, the blows and fight not fly. Get hurt like hell for a week or two. But now I see finding me mad getting over you. Hang on tight